It's the Away A While Show, the A show for March 14th, 2017, no, 2018, God, how are you? Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I recorded this thing, well, it's actually, I'm recording this on the Sunday the 11th after we did the Spring Forward. Uh, you might be wondering, what the hell is going on with this thing, BK? Why is this, why, what happened to your periodic pattern, man? What happened to the routine and then the, you know, keeping it to the date? Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, it's been really busy <laughs> the last month and a half or so. <coughs> and then I'm a little sick right now. So, and then I said, fuck it, I now have time right now. So I will do this right now at this juncture. So, uh, I don't know what is happening. I'm trying to do this, release this on Wednesdays, but Mondays and Tuesdays are kind of rough right now. And then the recording on a weekend, I really don't feel like it. So, uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, for the next, at least a month and a half, couple months, I think it might be a little rough doing this weekly, or I'm going to release this very irregularly or e-periodically, whatever, a-periodical, whatever the hell you want to call it. So, um, Anyway, so that that's that. That's what's been happening. The the work is really busy. Life is really busy. Uh, I think the last time I recorded this, uh, there was a broomball season uh, that ended. Well, I'll say uh, it ended. We, we were supposed to play three games, but then we ended up playing two that Monday. I recorded this last time. Uh, and also, we had a playoff around this past Monday. The team Brooming Onions. Good job, everybody. Uh, we won our first round of the playoff game, which was great. Uh, it was a team that we beat previously, but we thought we wouldn't take this lightly because when we beat them at that time, they were playing a back-to-back game, so they were a little tired. And then we barely squeaked by in the last 30 seconds, 4-3. I allowed a tying goal uh, against them, so I was like, shit, I was a little mad. It went off of my foot, or like I played lax defense at the end because I was a little tired. But uh, we came back and won 4-3, and this time uh, they were a little shorthanded in the first half, so we were up 4 to nothing, and then we held on to 4-1. And then the second game... Uh, we played about a uh, half an hour later. Uh, we gave a hell of a game, and then we got to the overtime. It was two to two. We were up two nothing, and then it was two to two. And then uh, first goal shouldn't have been in, and it went through the side of the net. I don't know how it was allowed. So I guess the other team was pissed. And also we got through the overtime, the four minutes of it, and then four on four, and then we went through the shootout, and then we had seven shooters on each side go through uh, until it came to the inevitable conclusion loss so elite eight regardless but that uh we i think we went out fighting so uh it was really nice so uh i would like to congratulate every single one of the brooming onions folks on the team up there so uh who was this sam joe jenny ali matt and rachel and who else was there oh uh shoot i spelled his name wrong the other day damn it not Joe, what's his name? Hold on a second, I feel bad. Sean, that was the other name. I, I missed his Sean name before, so it's like Sean. So there's a crew. So uh, hopefully the Brooming Onions are back next year. I think I know how the broom ball goes. Uh, it's not like hockey, but uh, there's a bit of a hockey element involved, blah, blah, blah. So uh, we'll figure that out. Uh, anyways, I, I, don't, I, I think I finally caught cold of this winter, which... I haven't had at all, so I've been chugging down Robotuzin quite a bit, and also the Advil cold and sinus, and uh, I feel better. Um, I'm at a coughing stage more than sniffing stage at this stage. You can hear it in my voice, so there's that. Uh, I think I was supposed to have a uh, either read an article or why series or 
an interview of sorts, but uh, no, clearly it's been really, really, really busy, so I haven't been able to put anything together. So this is going to be a random spew of the whatever catch-up that happened in life. So while well, last week when I wanted to record this, when I didn't get to interview or the interview or record was a whole this the article of last week i I feel like i'm way behind at this stage although it's not as a middle school teacher in florida who secretly ran a white supremacist podcast and then apparently she came back this week or the last yeah over the last week and said (laughs) it was a satire and then i was wondering like well and then she was like boasting about like being a white nationalist and then uh like how she's infiltrating the public school educational system in florida and then indoctrinating children in some way or the other that's the way i understood it and then someone caught i don't know how they caught this but then while the huffington post posted the lady connecting to the whole online persona and then the details are coming out you know with her tweet handle called the tiana dalishoff you know and then they matched that with the teacher what's it tiana well, Dana Voletic is the teacher's name, but then her online name is Tiana Dalichov, and then it really matches whatever her, you know, the a podcast persona to her real life. And then, what did she say? All right, I'm just reading the local news article here, Fox 8 article out of Cleveland. Uh, on Twitter, Voletic as Dalichov would tweet about the horrors of Islam and superiority of the white culture and referred to the Jewish question and anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. In screenshots of captured by the Huffington Post, Voltage abbreviates this as JQ, a common practice in alt-right and white supremacist circles. <coughs> in the February 26th episode podcast obtained by HuffPost, Alichov talked about being a middle school teacher in her, in her second year, the same as Voltage, according to the Citrus County Schools. In the recording, she says she strives to teach her views to her students and take back influence in the classroom from the left. She also says she stayed off any suspicion by encouraging students to play along when she acted differently under observation of superiors. Quote, I danced like a little puppet and I wait until they were gone. Unquote. She says in the recording posted on the Huffington Post website. Uh, Dalashoff guests talk about Closet Red Ice listeners. Red Ice is a white supremacist media company that produces podcasts and videos trading heavily in Holocaust denial, ethno-nationalism, and white genocide. I do hear from teachers all the time that Closet Red Ice listeners that support what we do, the guest says. Well, I'm actually one of them, Dalashoff replied. Later in the same episode, she invokes racial biology under the popular white supremacist theory. You know, blah, 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 you know, some some race does it anyways the, the the fact that i don't know how the i mean how old is this lady like 20 something she's in her second year of teaching and shit and i mean she's like it's an alter ego it's a it's a thing well the fact that i i don't know i record this shit and i go like i'm thinking for shits and giggles and to be honest i never bring work into this thing at all except a couple of times when i got triggered or i was really tired and then I kind of briefly mentioned what I, what I've done, or like how I feel about corporate work. Um, but the very fact that this lady just vehemently alter ego or not just puts herself in that, you know, put that, you know, trolly flaming shit, and then talk about her workplace like that. I think that justifies the 
firing or the disciplinary action from her employer. So, and then I, I, I thought to myself, am I infiltrating my school system here or the workplace? Am I, am I work infiltrating the General Motors over here? Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I ain't talking about the goddamn car. I ain't talking about the goddamn system. None of that shit. So this that this show has nothing to do with that. The one day I like I said, well maybe I haven't released this recording, but I really would like to separate my personal life out of the professional life. And you know, there are some similarities, you know, how I approach professional problems or the personal problems when it comes to my attitude or the discipline and whatnot. But I really do not want to actively talk about that. If you're seeking a career professional advice or my thoughts, sure, I will offer that opinion. But do that for free on this show is a hell of a mistake, in my opinion. So, And then am I infiltrating the car industry or the mobile industry that I've been in, the technology industry? Nah. So anyways, this lady's made a flaming mistake by doing this shit. And then I, I don't think it's her alter ego. I think she's just bullshitting, just backpedaling right here. What a pussy move that is. You know, no pun intended since she has one, but you know, whatever. So there's that. that that's what I wanted to kind of ra- ramble on, but that didn't happen. And the other thing, uh, for some reason, I've been, I've been watching the smartphone talks again recently. Like the latest phone coming out is a Samsung Galaxy S9 and then the S9 Plus, my former employer. Uh, for some reason, I've been carrying iPhone 10. And the only reason I got this is because it supports a 4K 60 frames per second. And then be like, BK, why do you need that? Why do I need that? And then my explanation is, well, because it's future-proof. Because it's nice. And then it's smooth. And then it's more efficient. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out I'm not happy with the way Apple is handling this 4K 60 frames per second. Because iMovie does not support 4K 60 frames per second to export. I can only do up to... 1080 60 frames per second which is stupid so i'm like i paid a fucking thousand dollars and i cannot export the video of my trips into 60 frames per second at the highest fucking resolution for the most expensive phone i ever paid for what kind of fucking bullshit is this so i'm getting triggered left and right but at the same time i ran into the same trouble when i try to when i was using the galaxy before and then i record into 4k and i'm like what the fuck is an android 4k video editor tool that's free that's like iMovie iMovie at least handles 4k except it's not 60 frames per second blah 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 and then the good thing is about the galaxy s9 you know and then i i do like the samsung phones you know not because of the bias but i generally i really think the design the aesthetics is the most beautiful even more than the iphone it's been created and then also the galaxy has improved a lot you know not a homerism but you know they improved a lot and and the camera is really good, although some people complain that you know the, 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 it's too blue or too red. You know that switches every fucking year, so whatever. So a bit of a tech talk, smart talk, uh, smartphone talk here. Um, I I looked at what S9 released and it looks exactly like S8, and I'm like, okay, that's not a surprise because S8 is a beautiful phone. And then I really think they're saving the uh, entire design change in the second year that comes out. You know, the every couple years, like S6 looked like this, S7 was like an improvement of S6, and then S8 came out. It was like completely different ish. Remind me of the S3 when it came out in the <coughs> Pebble design, and the S9 is an iterative improvement. So I expect the SX10, whatever we want to call it, the next year's generation is going to be the big radical change that people are going to be looking for. And I, re- I come to a conclusion that there will not be a perfect smartphone because the one day that perfect smartphone comes out, it's going to sell out 
and it cannot go anywhere. There'll never be a perfect smartphone with the perfect cameras and then the perfect battery life with the perfect processor, perfect display, everything. When that happens, there's nothing else that can come out after that. And these companies like Apple and Samsung need to continue to sell. So they gotta they gotta have a carrot on a stick and then let you chase every year and then do that annual upgrade and shit like they do that to you. So I understand that. And then I am an impatient human being, so I'm working on my patience. So I'm one of those that upgrade the phone every fo- every year. And then I have this iPhone 10, and then I'm sure there'll come a point like, you know what, I'm sick of this phone. I'm trading this and then get like S9 Plus or something or the iPhone X1, whatever the hell you want to call it. But I'm happy with the iPhone 10, other than that whole export situation in the iMovie. Now, S9 is kind of attractive because it's a prettier phone and the bigger battery. And I kind of miss the Android here and there. But then one thing people bitch about Samsung a lot, I'm going to come to their defense a little bit. It's kind of weird that I talk about the former workplace. Uh, this is a bit of an Android uh, Samsung fan, the, the, the criticism or my observation of it after working in that place for about five and a half years. I do not understand this eagerness, especially the last two years for the OS upgrade. For the Android phone and Samsung phones, and I understand. Yes, you pay the money, and then you expect to get the latest and greatest updates of everything. Now, there are reasons that the OS upgrades are slow. Uh, it's you know you could blame the OEM or the uh, carrier, but you know it, I generally don't see a huge benefit, especially during an upgrade, unless you're doing a fresh flash like you're. You get the upgrade and then you just factory reset the thing and start from scratch. Unless you're doing that, I really don't see a general benefit going up on the OS. And Android, especially after 7.1, has kind of calmed 7.0, 7.1, calmed down a lot. And then, you know, people talk about, oh, but the better fucking battery killers are there in the 7.0. Well, there are always battery killers in 6.0, 5.0, 6.1, 7.0. It will never end. There's some battery killer in there in the Android app, Android itself as the OS. And then I've been generally unhappy with a fucking Android as a whole. You know, I used to be just a huge Nexus fan. My favorite phone of all time is Galaxy Nexus, Samsung Galaxy Nexus. If there is a modular phone for that, I would, you know, with the LTE, expandable storage, better camera, better processor and all that, I would trade for that any day because that was my fa- that is my favorite phone of all time, the Galaxy Nexus just before S3 came out. And but the thing is that when back then when it was 2.3, 2.2 Android, Froyo, Gingerbread up to ice cream sandwich, and then ice cream sandwich to jelly bean, and then Kit Kat, and then lollipop and all that. Those are great iterative improvements. But ever since then, ever since the material design came in, the paper UI and all that shit, I I just stopped. I just stopped caring. I I just didn't give a shit. I. What I started noticing Android doing is that, yes, they got a lot cleaner, a lot better, a lot leaner, and then a lot more restrictive so that the OEMs won't fuck around with the Android core itself. However, I see that they took a lot of ideas. Actually, Samsung came up with it and just integrated natively into Android. And I felt a little bit of snub from there. You know, I didn't work on the, the Samsung features myself, but then I've been looking at it close to it so damn often you know, working in that company for so long. And then when they bring in the multi-window natively and like in the Android Oreo and then or the UI, they just came out with a P, you know, with the filled out circle with a white background. And I'm like, dude, that was a fucking Samsung concept. They brought in in the 7.0, 6.0, whatever, and it cleaned up the menu, you know. 
<coughs> or the Android Pay using the MFC, and then the payment API that Samsung created. But then ever since the upgrade into what was it, Marshmallow M, and then like Android natively had, we had to change all that API and shit that we already put it in there. What the fuck's up with that? Multi window. I already talked about that. Split window. Talked about that. You know. And, and then the Knox, you know, whole thing. And then Android for work, Android for work. They, are, they gave credit to Samsung, Knox team for helping out with that shit for the, the virtualized space for enterprise. You know, you know, as much as people knock on Samsung for like slowing down Android or, or like just, oh, hijacking Android, they can introduce a lot of great UI and then like general concepts that they didn't execute to the mass as much as they wanted to, you know? So, and then Android should fucking thank Samsung for that shit, you know? And then a lot of the streamlining job they are doing now, you know, <laughs> I think it goes both ways. So this is my personal opinion. And then also the OS upgrades, like what? The P versus O. O versus Nougat 7.1. What the fuck's a huge difference? I don't get it. To an end user, other than just to have a pride of saying that's an 8.0, I... Maybe it's just my ignorance. I generally don't see a huge benefit going from 7.1 to 8.0, 8.0 to 9.0. I don't get it. You're not going to, like, if you're a Samsung user, you're not going to get that exact UI that Google is giving onto the Samsung experience, whatever the hell you want to call it. And then Samsung, you know, and so what, what difference does it make? Is it bringing the game engine over? Is it bringing the next engine over? Sure. But then, like, you know, Samsung is actually doing the monthly you know, security updates pretty well now with the carriers. I noticed that with T-Mobile and then the AT&T and whatnot. And then yes, OS upgrades are slow, but way that companies, companies uh, lineups going, you know, in such a frequent fashion, it's kind of hard to keep up with that, you know? So I understand, I've seen it firsthand, so I understand. And, you know, so people are complaining. It's like, oh, P's already coming out. And then the O's not even out for Samsung. And I'm like, yeah, I I mean, I would have run it differently, but, you know, I, I think I understand why things aren't coming out. It's carrier-dependent, blah, 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 whatever the hell you want to call it. It's not a, it's not a first go-around, and, and, but I do understand. And then there's a thing about the Samsung slowdown and all that, although I heard it got a lot better after 7.0. So, uh, you know, I might go back to it, but, uh, but uh, yeah, and then I was watching a lot of camera tests because I Googled pixel 2 xl has been touted as the best mobile phone camera and then the iphone 10 pretty good but there are a lot of soft images around and then s9 is certainly stepping up to it so i saw a lot of camera comparison videos i gotta say like all of them all the phones iphone pixel galaxy all have their strengths and weaknesses so i really cannot pick one or the other if all of them combined and then became this perfect smartphone camera, no one would ever like buy another phone ever again, I feel like. So, which is why like it comes down to personal preferences at this point. Like, for example, iPhone has the most realistic colors, but sometimes the images are way too soft or like it doesn't get the details out in the post-processing for some reason. And it does a best job portrait mode. Uh, Pixel gets a lot of details out, but when you zoom in, if you really look at the fine details, one-to-one -one comparison, 2x, 3x, a lot of images are very soft, which I don't understand. Samsung, on the other hand, misses the details in the zoom out, but when you zoom in, very little fine details are very over-sharpened process, whatever you want to call it, but it captures a lot and it does a focusing little better, in my opinion. Live focus, aka Samsung's portrait mode, is not as 
great. But then the thing is, in Samsung phones, you can adjust the blurry level, which I didn't know you could do. You can't do that in the you can't do that in the iPhone. And then, but the Pixel, an amazing thing is they do that portrait mode or the live focus, whatever the blur mode, focus mode, perfectly, just with a single camera, you know. So. And then I'm sure Google is like tout, gonna tout its fucking machine learning. It's like, oh, it looks at the stop sign, and then looks at, it looks at the fucking cloud, and then the cloud storage, not the fucking cloud in the sky. But then it processes what the stop sign's perfect image and perfect red should fucking look like, and that's how Pixel gets a perfect picture out to you. I don't know. They spew that shit to you, not realizing that how much information and privacy you just gave up to get that perfect fucking stop sign photo. But anyways, uh, I'm rambling on here. I guess I'm kind of back. Um, but I don't know if you. I I really can't decide. You know, Samsung Samsung is strong, and Samsung's photos a little blue in one year, and then Apple's a little too saturated. Then the next year, I noticed that with S8, Samsung's photos are way more saturated, and Apple's with iPhone 7 went little blue tint on it. And then when this year with the S9, Samsung is a little more toned down the saturation a little bit and then apple went a little saturated more so it's like a per- weird red blue balance just keep going back and forth and then pixel who gives a shit i don't i, I stopped using nexus google f- you know pure google phones because of my fear with the with the what, what you might call it the fucking skynet shit and it's like but bk you're slaving enslaving yourself to apple and then samsung too if you're using samsung phones like at least i know with samsung they're way behind in their bixby effort i know they're working on it but i know they wouldn't they're, they got some catch-up work to do to Amazon and Google when it comes to smart, deep learning and shit. And Apple, you know, as much data as they took, uh, at least they're fighting fucking FBI for f- personal privacy and all that shit. So, you know what? At least, it, you know, there's there's a bit of that. So, you know, uh, but anyways, what the fuck? Did I hear a dog barking here? I hear a dog barking. I thought I heard a dog barking. But anyways, um, that, there's, there's my smartphone take that... Um, so I I am interested in S9 at least trying it out S9 plus especially it's like my requirement has changed personally like it has to be a dual camera and then it has to support 4K 60 frames per second uh and then it has to last me a lot all day iPhone 10's been lasting me all day actually the battery life hasn't been bad for me you know although some people complain so uh am I gonna but I do like the iOS right now it's not too bad I don't mind the notch and shit you know, so but and then Pixel, whatever. I I I've been a Nexus fanboy for so long, so I'm kind of sick of going back to that a little bit. But the 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 anyways. So, uh, there's that. Uh, I'm sorry that this this episode hasn't been coming out regularly like it should. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat, try to get back on track for that. Uh, so but uh, let's let's see how the life goes. I hear a fucking dog again. Where's this dog at? <coughs> but uh i'm gonna see when the next time i can record this is because uh next week i'm gonna be in dc arlington virginia uh or the baltimore area for the st patty's day weekend so i'm gonna take a couple days off so i don't know when i'm gonna get to record this maybe the tuesday the regularly scheduled programming will happen on the 20th so uh let's see let's see how that goes jesus christ can you contain the dog please where's that dog from Anyways, thanks for listening. Please subscribe in the uh, Apple Podcast or the Google Play Music Stitcher. Tune in radio. I'm not on Spotify. I need to figure that shit out. Uh, what else is it? SoundCloud. That's the other one. And then uh, Twitter handle is 1AA Show. All one word. 1AA Show. And then the... Uh, 
Email is aa-o.outlook.com. Email is aa-o.outlook.com. Thanks for listening. Uh, sorry for the random rambling. And then uh, sorry for the voice. I'm a little sick. I'm hope- hopeful that I'm going to recover before the trip next week. So uh, have a great week. Oh, by the way, I hope you forwarded your clock. And I'm not going to bitch about that shit again. No, but um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a groggy week starting tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> for the it's gonna be a crappy week. So uh, you're not the only one. Everybody's off the rhythm because of this stupid clock change. But then uh, let's see what happens. All right, thank you, and a happy early St. Patty's Day. And then I uh, will check back next week. Bye bye.